All right, you guys ready? Yeah. Chào buổi sáng. Good morning in Vietnamese. Chào buổi sáng. Yes. Hôm nay chúng ta học kinh thánh. This morning we're going to study the Bible. Amen. All right. So I just thought I'll I'll practice this with you guys. Since you guys don't understand it, so you know I could butcher it and you won't you won't know. So I I love. Man, thank you for the invitation to come uh, uh, preach at Faith Fellowship. I love your fellowship leader and, and his beautiful wife, Serene. We go way back uh, in Kaya. <clears throat> I think we, we connected the most uh, during that, uh, that famous uh, canoe trip. Canoe trip. And without Dell's help, man, I, I wouldn't have been able to uh, shepherd all the cats in Kaya. <laughs> And uh, uh, James helped too, you know, James helped uh, overturn all the uh, canoe uh, in the river. So that, that, that was uh, very, very helpful, you know. <clears throat> Del, Del is Uncle Del, you know, his, uh, his nickname is Uncle Del. I, I've been trying to do an Uncle Drew because I'm Andrew, you know, <laughs> Uncle Drew, <clears throat> but it just hasn't caught on. So I'm just, just not as cool as Uncle Del. And so I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. Okay, today I'm going to tag team with Mankit, my disciples, so we'll each do about 20 minutes each. I'm going to be speaking from the Book of Ruth, so if you have your Bible, turn to the Book of Ruth, and then Mankit is going to be uh, speaking from uh, the Book of Mark. So the title of my message today uh, is Decisions, 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 you know, don't you love them? Make decisions, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, in life we have to make a, a lot of decisions, as you know. Uh, this week, I made a decision to drive my zero turn up a ramp to a F-150. <clears throat> Bad decision, <laughs> right? So the whole thing fell on me. And yeah, so if, if I look a bit crooked and I can't turn like a, the whole radius, that's why I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not awkward, okay? It's just that my neck is not 100%, okay? But bad decisions. I mean, so, so if I could outline the book of Ruth, Okay, uh, in chapter one, it will be decisions, decisions, decisions. We, we see that uh, from verse one uh, to verse two, we see that Elimelech uh, and his wife Naomi, uh, you know, made a decision uh, to leave Bethlehem, Judah. Okay, and then we see uh, in verse uh, four to five, we see their son, uh, Malon, uh, and uh, Chilion made a decision to be unequally yoked and married Moabites uh, women. Uh, we see in verse six that Naomi finally uh, decided to move back uh, to his home country, Judah, and eventually Jerusalem. Uh, and, then, and then we also see another decision from verse eight uh, all the way to verse 18, uh, the decision of uh, Opa and Ruth you know, deciding whether they want to follow Naomi or not. So, man, decision, decisions, decisions. And this, uh, this book, chapter one, I just want to make an overview and focus primarily on decision-making. And my goal is to encourage us to make good decisions from principles rather than uh, from penalties. Does that make sense? Making good decisions from principles we found in the Bible rather than penalties. Man, you know, man, it's a hard lesson when you have to learn from penalties. So that hard lesson of the, the lawnmower dropping on me was a hard lesson. I wish I didn't have to, you know, learn from, from that way, but, but I did, okay? Uh, I could have asked someone, is that a good idea? Oh, no, bad idea. Okay, save me some trouble. So 
So let's, let's look at verse, verse 1 and 2. Let's read that and, and go through it really quickly. Verse 1 and 2, now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. So we know the context is the times of judges. You know, uh, if we flip back one page to the book of Judges, we, we see that in those days there was no king in Israel, and every man did that which was right in his, in his own eyes. So that is the context. I mean, this is just chaos. People were just doing their thing. And so uh, it makes this chapter more spectacular when Ruth made uh, her decision uh, to follow Naomi. But here we're going to focus on Elimelech. So, so uh, that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, uh, Ephratites of Bethlehem, Judah, and they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And so we see here a man and his wife, right? Because of a famine in that land, they decided, hey, man, let's, let's move out of here. Okay. But what they didn't interpret correctly, famine is not necessarily, necessarily uh, a, a bad thing completely. Okay. Because hard times, trials, tribulation is not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, the Bible says that uh, in Romans chap uh, chapter 5, verse 3, and not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation work of patience and, and patience experience and exp experience hope, right? And so just because there's a famine doesn't mean that they have to leave that place. In fact, that place that they were in is Bethlehem, Judah, which means house of bread. It was a place of blessing. And another case, uh, in point, remember Genesis chapter 12, when, when God asked Abraham to get thee out of thy country, and he went there, what happens? A famine. What? God asked them to move, and yet the very first thing they encounter was a famine. And, and of course, uh, you know, Abram reacted, and he, he went south to Egypt, which is a bad decision, right? So we see that in, the, in this same case. Uh, they didn't have to make the decision to move. They didn't have to do that. Okay, so my, my first key point here is to say we need to be careful not to leave a place of blessing unless God specifically asks you to do so. Right? Again, we need to be careful not to leave a place of blessing unless God specifically directs us to do so. So I'm thinking of Midtown, right? I'm thinking of faith fellowship. I'm thinking the Bible studies that we were in. Don't leave, right? Don't leave unless, unless providentially God asks you to do so through your covering, right? Through your pastors, through your leaders, all confirming that was the case, you know? So for Vietnam, you know, we're, we're, we're planning to move to Vietnam and that was a big decision and, and we don't take that lightly, right? But we, we cannot deny that there is a mass email that came to us and then uh, to our team that went with me that God is doing something there and God is calling us to go. It was very hard to deny that, that, uh, that mass e email. And then my wife also agreed to, to come, right? It's important, right? It's important, yeah, pa pastor, yes, you know that. Yeah, it's important. My wife said, hey, okay, we'll do it, okay? And then the, the pastor, the pastoral team, so Pastor Sam, I talked to Pastor Sam, Pastor Chris, and then the pastors at large, you know, man, please pray for me. Because I want to know that I'm making a good decision. If this is a bad decision, please let me know. Because I don't want to leave Bethlehem Judah to go into some place and then destroy my whole family. 
right? And so, but, but remember, we, we, do, we cannot leave a place of blessing. And can I, can I just tell you, Midtown is a house of bread. It's a house of prayer. It's a house of bread. Man, don't leave. Don't leave. If, you, if you're thinking of leaving, don't leave, okay? If you're struggling with something, doesn't mean, oh, I need to check out. Doesn't mean you have to check out. And so we see uh, verse 3 and 5, okay? And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And it took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the uh, one was Opa. I can't, tempted to say Gangnam style because it's, anyway. <laughs> and the name of the other roof, and they dwelt there about 10 years, and Malon and Chilion died. Also both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. And so we see here the decision of, of after, their, uh, after Limelech died, they decided, their two sons decided to be unequally yoked uh, with the Moabites. Okay, so Deuteronomy, okay, that's another hard word for me to pronounce. Uh, uh, 23 verse 3, an Ammonite or Moabite shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord, even to their 10th generation. Shall they not enter into the congregation of the Lord forever? Because they met not with bread and with water in the way when ye came forth out of Egypt, and because they hired thee Balaam, the son of Beor of Pitor of Mesopotamia, to curse thee. Okay, so God says, man, don't, don't, don't entangle yourself with, with the Moabites. Even in Nehemiah chapter 13, when they were doing the census, they couldn't be part uh, of, of, uh, of the children of Israel. They have to be separated because they were worshiping another god. Chemosh is the name of the god. And they do human sacrifices. If you uh, read First uh, and Second Kings, Chemosh uh, is a god that, that the more you sacrifice, uh, the better. And one of the king of Moab sacrificed his son. It's crazy story, crazy story. Now, I suspect that uh, Naomi, uh, Elimelech and Naomi were making poor decisions in parenting. In parenting, how, and you say, how do, how, do, how do you know that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just putting things together. I'm, I'm looking at verse two, and I look at the names in verse two, the names in verse two. You know, names in the Bible is important. Names mean something, right? And, and, and God could have left out the names. Just, just talk about Ruth, right? Left out all the other names. They don't have to put it there, but it's put there. In verse two, we saw the names of these people, and Elimelech means uh, my God is king. Wow, you're like, that's a good name. Uh, you look at Naomi, pleasant, good name. But suddenly, there are two kids. Uh, Malon means uh, uh, sick, sick. And then uh, Kilion means puny, means uh, weak and tiny. You're like, man, you got these great parents, but so, for, for some reason, the kids just didn't turn out well. What happened? What happened? There's something there. And so it has to do with some poor decisions that has led up to this point where the offsprings have this bad name. Do you see that connection? And so my key point number two, many poor small decisions will always lead into bigger problems, right? It's never all like a one quick thing that you suddenly start doing something crazy. It's always these little compromises, right? Little pet sins, little, little things here and there. And suddenly, we end up in a place where we're like, what the, what in the world? What, why did I just do that? It's all these small compromises. You know, Galatians chapter five, verse nine says, a little leaven, right? Leaven of the whole lump. A little, just a little, right? Galatians six, seven says, be not deceived. God is not more. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. 
Okay, while the cause of death is not explicitly revealed, we don't know the cause of death for Limelech or the two sons, uh, but the, the second and third death being the, the two sons appear to point to bad decisions from the previous verse because what was the previous verse saying? They married the Moabite, two women, and the next thing, they both died. Okay, and also notice it was 10 years. It was 10 years they decided to dwell there, and 10 is also a number of complete number for completion. And we see uh, that in James 1.15, okay, then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Death. Okay, so key point number three, sinful living will always end up bad and cost more than what we are willing to pay for. Okay, sinful living will always end bad and cost more than what we're willing to pay. So I can't think of two better examples than Achan and Joshua 7. Achan, remember Achan and Joshua 7? He took the accursed thing. It was, it was garments. It was silver. It was gold. God says, hey, don't, don't, don't take those stuff. Don't loot those stuff. Destroy all of them by fire. He took them. And you know what happened to him? Not just him. His sons, his daughters, all his belongings, right? They, they stoned them to death. Because God says, I can't, I can't give you victory, Joshua. I can't give you victory unless you deal with this thing. But this man, sin, caused his entire family to die. Now, I want to ask you a question. If Achan have had known the consequences of his sins, do you think that he would even dare to do that? Absolutely no, right? Oh my goodness. But we don't think about our, the consequences many times, do we? We don't think about it, but man... Please, let, let us learn from the principles rather than the penalty that we see in Scripture. And then another one is Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5. And Ananias and Sapphira was, you know, doing the giving thing. And, and then, you know, they, they, they lied about it, you know, about their giving. They want to, like, make themselves look like they're better, you know, uh, generous givers. And, and, and Peter pointed them out and said, you lied. Boom. Died, right? And then wife came in. What happened? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we have 100%. Boom, die. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if they knew, if they knew, if they knew, if only we knew, if only I knew the consequences of my sin, right? In this life, even in this life, the consequences of my actions and my behavior has such dire repercussions, I wouldn't do it. And may we learn from that today. Now, finally, finally, in verse 6 to 18, we see, we see the decision, okay, I got the message, okay, because now there's good news coming from Jerusalem, saying bread is coming back to Jerusalem. And so, so uh, Naomi got word and they want to go back. This is after both the husband and both two sons died and, and you know, uh, Naomi is uh, deciding uh, to, to go. And so uh, we see that they are heading the right directions, but on the way, on the way, that direction for their two uh, daughter-in-law was challenged, right? Because they, they, they brought away, uh, they, they came uh, with Naomi, but it was challenged for four times for, for Ruth and three times for Opa. okay? And so, so, so we see that, that commentary from verse 8 to, to all the way to verse 15. Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, go return each to her mother Mothers, how the Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest 
each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them and, and they lift up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And then this is the second one. And Naomi said, turn again, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husband? Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I'm too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I uh, should have a husband also tonight and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having husband? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sake that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and to, uh, unto her God, gods. Uh, return thou after thy sister-in-law. Okay, and so we, we see that, that challenge, right? Uh, by Naomi, man, I, I don't have anything more for you. My, my chips is slow. God's hand is you know, not with me. I, you, you see all the disasters, man, just go in peace, no problem, and all that. And we see that uh, Opa, right, just, uh, just gave in, right? And I wonder, sometimes in, in, in church service, just like this, in, in main service, right, we, we could make a decision. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I repent. Yes, Lord. I will not do that. Yes, Lord. I'll do, you know, yes, I get it. I get it. But come Monday, come Tuesday, Come Wednesday, that, that very decision is challenge. One attempt, okay, didn't get you. Two attempt, it didn't get you. A third one, got you. And went back to the same. Same thing, we see that picture of Opa, right? A picture of, of a double mind, if you will. Of a double mind, and, and the Bible says uh, in James 1.8, a double mind is unstable in all his way. Uh, However, we have the picture of Ruth. Uh, and this is the one that, that really like blows my mind away. Ruth, right? Her, her name means friendship. It's a picture of someone who is single-minded, right? Wholehearted, full of faith. And she made a firm decision. Look at Ruth 116. This is, this is after four attempts telling her, just, just go, go. Be, be at peace, just go, okay? And Ruth responds. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. Whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. And thy God, my God. Where thou die, will I die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also. If aught but death part thee and me. And so Naomi's like, wow. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. She's resolute, isn't it? Man, this is a, this is a woman of faith. This is the, you know what Mark Trotter would say, whatever, whenever, however, and a bit more, right? Your God, my God, where you die, I'll die. And, you know, God do more unto me, you know, if I don't keep my promises, you know, and, and this is a picture of a faithful disciple, right? Who counted the cost and said, man, I'm all in. I'm all in. Do, don't we need more of that at Midtown Baptist Temple? We need more of that faithful man. I'm so thankful God uh, given me Mankit and, and some other people who's like, 
Manke was one of the first one. Uh, we were in Vietnam and I was praying and thinking through this calling. I'm like, man, I, I don't think I can just go with my family, right? I need, I need a team. And very soon after that, in that same day, uh, you know, Manke approached me and said, hey, wherever you go, I'll, I'll go. I'm, I'm with you. I'll be following you 100%, right? And we've seen that tested. Uh, even, uh, I won't go into the details, even, <laughs> even, even when Fong and him wasn't going too well, right? Okay, I'll just say, right? He's like, no, I, I'm still in. It doesn't matter whether Fong is coming or not, I'm in. Hallelujah, right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, that's what we want. And, and can I just end with this and say that uh, your fellowship leader, Del, uh, man, he is a worthy man to follow. Uh, man, he is a faithful man of God. And uh, um, man, just as a fellowship, we got to have that same response uh, towards God, of course, right? But by extension, your fellowship leader. You know how comforting it is to know that someone got your back? Man, like, when, when you have that, man, yes. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? We can conquer mountains. We can do a lot of stuff together. But when you have, you don't have your right-hand man and you don't have all that, oh my goodness, it's, it's hurting cats, right? And so let, let me pray for us uh, that God will make us like Ruth, right? Being resolute as we hear that, man, I'm in, God, I'm in. And, and you know, that's not a one-time decision. I know this is a, but it, I mean, it is, one-time decision, but she followed through. She followed through, okay? And that, that resolution, by the way, gave her the reputation in Jerusalem because people heard about her from a long way. Wow, that woman from Moab? Oh my goodness. Boaz, get your... <laughs> there, right? Okay, that's my opportunity to say the... the, the <laughs> without actually saying it. Okay, with that, let's pray, and, and Mankit will come preach to us from the Book of Mark. Father, thank you so much, uh, Lord, for the, for the story of Ruth. Uh, man, decisions, decisions, decisions. We have so many decisions to make every day. And God, I confess, sometimes I make really bad decisions. Uh, and God, just help me to learn from principles and not from penalties. Uh, and I pray the same for this class, Lord, that you would do that, and you would... Uh, you would raise up Naomi's in this class, Lord, that they will be resolute towards you and by extension to the fellowship leader here, Del Thomas. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. morning. Yeah, praise God for the message. And uh, this is awesome. And, uh, you know, as um, this is something that, that you know, um, God is constantly teaching me in terms of making decision and um, time of famine. Um, so um, as, as I'm trusting God for, uh, as we trusting God for Vietnam and, you know, the, the famine is expecting 
You know, it's like when God called Abraham to go, famine is coming. Um, when the time of blessing, God is doing something awesome. And then famine, famine will come. It's, a, it's like a, it's a picture of trials. It's a picture of difficulties. The question on the floor is, is like, what am I going to do when the time of trials? What I'm going to do in a time of difficulties? Um, and uh, today we're going to be in Book of Mark. Um, and this is some, a lesson that God teaching me over <laughs> and over and over and over again that what am I going to do when the time of difficulties? What am I going to do? How am I going to respond? So today, we're going to be in the book of Mark. Um, I'm going to read first. Uh, so have your Bible open, and then we'll read along. Uh, verse 46, um, it says, And they came to Jerusalem, Jesus and his disciple. Uh, sorry. And they came to Jericho. And as he, Jesus, Jesus, went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out the more a great still, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he called thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what would thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said, uh, said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. So how do we come to this story? How do we come to this place? By this time, Jesus has come close to the end of his public ministry on earth. And in Mark chapter 10, verse 32 to 34, we know that Jesus is heading to Jerusalem and ready to be crucified on the cross. And Jesus got, you know, he have an agenda to follow. You know, he's on the way. He has a plan that he's going to execute. But yet, right before that, before Jesus do all these things that he's planning to do, the blind man, this blind man, Bartimaeus, came into the picture. So today we will focus on the blind man, Bartimaeus. In Mark chapter 10, this is the only time in the entire Bible the name Bartimaeus appeared. So we're going to see his character qualities and we're going to learn from it. And um, some, we're going to learn some very key things that for our walk with Jesus. And at the end of this message, we will learn from Bartimaeus three things, the right proposition of our prayer the character quality of a ready soul in the action after being blessed. So let's begin. In verse 46, um, it says, And they came to Jericho, and as he, Jesus, went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, 
So by this time, there's a lot of people following Jesus, including the 12 disciples. And then there's, you know, as they're leaving Jericho and just passing by this blind man, Bartimaeus. So the second part is, part is who is Bartimaeus, right? And here we see he's blind. What does that mean? He can't see, duh. <laughs> um, so he's blind, he cannot see. And in here, also we can see from his name, this is very interesting. The name Bartimaeus, Bar, so it's two parts. The name Bar, it means son of. So it's the son of Timaeus. And the name Timaeus means unclean. So by birth, Bartimaeus is born as unclean, right? So in here, it's like we see that in Romans 5.12, you see, therefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, and that all have sinned. Isn't it all of us that we, as a sinner, we're born as a sinner, in Romans 3.23, it says, for all have sinned and come short the glory of God. I'm thinking if anyone in this room can relate it to this, that no one has ever, no one have ever taught about how to lie when we're young. No one ever taught us how to lie. No one has ever taught us how to, how to steal. We just take things like, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's mine. It's, it's mine. It's not, you know, I, I have it. But yet we do. Even as we grow, we didn't just sin by mistake. We choose to sin. Of course, most of the time, we choose to sin because it seems like it benefits us, ourselves. Keep on number one, we were born or born as a sinner. Ecclesiastes 7, verse, uh, 7, verse 12, uh, 20, for there is no, uh, not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sin not. So we're going to keep that in mind as we're moving forward uh, from the picture, uh, um, as we're moving along uh, with the story. In verse 46, uh, 47 to 48, it says, And when he, the blind man, heard that it was Jesus of, of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. Okay, and then, and then, but he cried out a, a gr more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. First of all, he didn't just talk to Jesus. He cried out, Jesus, thou, uh, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Among of all the people, he's crying out. He's crying out. So what is he crying? Uh, what is he crying out? First of all, he's acknowledging who Jesus is. Jesus, thou son of David. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, declare, what does that mean? For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall, upon, shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, of the increase of his government and peace shall, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice 
from henceforth even evermore the zeal of the lord of hosts will perform it this so he is acknowledging that jesus is god jesus is the son of god jesus is the one he is the messiah so first of all that's that's where he's acknowledging and the second part is have mercy on me what is that what does have mercy means to help to help the afflicted to help uh, to have compassion on the helpless and to withhold judgment or penalties of our sin romans 6 uh, 23 says for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord the prayer that Bartimaeus is crying out is jesus i am a sinner by birth i know that's my name god i am a sinner jesus you are the son of god you are god who created me i deserve the penalty of sin to spend eternity in hell but please have mercy on me please forgive me Bartimaeus know that he is a sinner who desperately need jesus who desperately need a savior he knows that he needs forgiveness he knows he needs jesus and he cry out in front of everyone just think about this you know he didn't um you know he didn't just like you know sneak in he's like hey i'm blind but i need you he didn't say that he didn't just like you know sneak in and try to be private it's in front of everyone it's a great number of people think about midtown you know like in the, in the main service that's not lots of people but compared to that i think there's a lot of thousands of people there right but this this action of crying out in front of everyone take a certain amount of humanity but many times when we heard the preaching on sunday morning we know there's something that we need to change in our life that we need then we know that we need god's help to help uh, to, to change yet we are so afraid to walk up to in front of the a church in front of everyone to ask for prayer to pray with somebody or so afraid of how other people may think of us i'm one of them it's like i'm just gonna sing i i'm good but yet Bartimaeus, he knows this is his only chance he needs to deal with it now he doesn't care about other people he needs jesus key point number two we need to humble ourselves when we pray we just need to humble ourselves don't need to care about other people because when message come in and when we have seen needs in our life we need jesus we just need to cry out doesn't need to care about anyone else god we need you first peter uh, 5 6 humble yourself uh, therefore under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you in due time how many of, of us in here would say that in my life i have a very difficulty situa difficult situation that i don't know i don't know what to do i don't know what to do i i need god i need jesus help i i will want to encourage everyone in here that let's humble ourselves before god to cry out to jesus a sign of tear for the believers as we go out evangelize we need to look for Bartimaeus. 
we, know, we need to look for Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus, someone who is sensitive with their sinful nature. They know they're sinner. They have problems in their life. Someone who, who is humble instead of rejecting. Someone who is soft toward the gospel. We need to look for Bartimaeus, not just everyone, right? Because not everyone has faith. Not everyone wants to receive. Some people is hostile. But Bartimaeus doesn't come easily, right? We need to pray that God will show us them uh, so that we can talk to them. Um, let's keep moving. Verse 48 to 49. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. And he cried out, uh, cried the more great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. And Jesus stood still and saying unto him, be of a good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. Um, I would say many of us will just give up the first time when we pray and there's nothing happened. It's like, yeah, God, I prayed. What now? Right? I'm expecting something. But he cried more. One more time. He didn't stop. Um, even sometime when, we, when the people around us, he said, why are you even praying? It's not happening, right, the first time. But he continues. So um, by this time, Jesus stood still and called up Bartimaeus to call him. Think about this. You know, have you, um, uh, you remember the parade um, that we had um, a few years ago, two years ago? Yeah, uh, for the chiefs. Remember, there's a lot of people. You know, think about the Mahom. Um, he's on the bus, right? Of course, he's on the bus. He's just on the way. He's doing something, right? He's have agenda. He's doing something. And then, if someone on the on the way cry out, Mahom, help! He just keep going, right? It's like, hey, good to see you. Or he doesn't even notice you. <laughs> he won't even notice you. But in here, Jesus stood still he was on the way doing something he's like okay let's let's come i want to meet him key point number three consistency is one of the keys to seek jesus attention don't stop praying to god don't stop uh verse 50 to 52 and he cried uh he cast casting away his garment, you know, right? his clothes, um, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what would thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto, unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. After Jesus called Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus put down his clothes and get up and get, came to Jesus. And Jesus asked him, hey, what can I do for you? That's awesome, right? When there's someone is in authority asking, hey, what can I do for you? Especially Jesus. And Jesus is asking us, hey, what can I do for you? Um, and he said, Lord, Again, he acknowledged who Jesus is. Once again, he acknowledged he is Lord. Lord, give me eyes to see. Help give me sight. 
Then Jesus said, go, the, go your way. Your way, you're, you're healed because of your faith. It's because it's belief. It's not just because he cry out, but because he believed when he pray. He believed when he pray. And immediately, it's not 10 years later. Immediately, he can see and he follow Jesus. Key point number four, we need to worship the blesser, not the blessing. This is very interesting because the conclusion of the passage of Bartimaeus is he followed Jesus in the way. He didn't just say, thanks, see you later. He didn't just walk away. He didn't just say, thanks, you know, just like, see you later. But he followed Jesus. That's the conclusion of his life, of his only mention. Um, a story in my life, uh, a really um, recent story. Um, this is a lesson that God um, teach me um, over and over. A very, you know, reasons is for me and I, we got married. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, uh, before we got married, or even now, um, we don't have much money at all. Uh, we're both international students, and uh, we have lots of restriction in terms of what job we can do, uh, in terms of income. But before that, um, God gave us a lot of peace and faith from his word that, hey, why don't you trust me in this? Have faith. Uh, the passage that God gave me is in Peter walking on water. Come. And Peter walk on water. So I took a step of faith. We got married. Um, of course, there's they need to plan and in terms of budgeting and stuff, but we don't have much. Um, uh, long story short, um, last week, uh, November 23rd, um, our only car broke down. Uh, we're driving the same car and uh, it broke down. Just, you know, uh, we drive the same car to school in JCCC from Raytown. So it's about 30 minutes every day and go to church and we drive, uh, we go together, uh, transmission. So you know what that means? It means that it's expensive. Uh, it means it's better to just buy a used car, a new used car, um, than to fix it because it costs about two, three thousand dollars. Looking now, bank account, uh, a budget. There's no way. There's no way. Number is not there. There's no way. Um, so on last Tuesday, I heard the news, and I was like, I know, I know, family is coming. I know difficulty is coming. It's expected, but it's hard. <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's just, yeah, no, no problem, but it's hard. Um, so on Tuesday, I can't even sing. I hear all the lyrics. I want to believe, but this is really hard. God, what are you trying to do? This is a really difficult situation. And I cry even more hard, Lord, I know walking by faith is hard. I know that, you know, the famine will come as I trust you to become a missionary. God, I trust you that you can provide. You can provide because you have been providing. 
and you have shown that you are faithful to your promises, that you answer prayer. So I cry out, God, please, please make a way. There's no way. And I pray with Andrew on Tuesday night prayer. And then the next day, Andrew and I, Andrew found a reliable car, you know, uh, a reliable Toyota for a thousand dollars. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way, but there is a way. Do you cry? Are you going to cry or not? Am I going to cry or not? Do I want to? Let's figure this out. Let's get another job that is illegal. You know, I can, <laughs> I can work in Chinese restaurant, right? That's many students do, but God said, hey, honor me. Follow his way. I'll bless you. Cry out. Um, and then on the same day, on the same Tuesday, last Tuesday, the U.S. government has lifted the restriction for the Hong Kong citizen that I can work wherever I want. There's no way. There's no way. But do you cry? Um, but in here, the lesson to me is I don't want to follow my own way when God has blessed me so much. I just I don't want to say, hey, thanks and peace out. I'll see you later. I want to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. As we close this morning, I want us to consider this few questions. Do I, do I see the need of Jesus in my life? Do I, do I see the need of Jesus in my life? Because when we, it's like, I got it, then I don't need Jesus. When you, when you say, I got it, I got my life under in control, I don't need Jesus. But yet, do you see the need of Jesus in, in our life? Do I humble myself when I pray? Is my prayer consistent? Did I forgot, did I forgot Jesus after he blessed me? Hey, so um, I'm not going to try to put any more words on top of that. I just pray that you consider and you hear, but also that you would support uh, these guys. You know, the, the cool thing is that I get to do that you guys don't. I get to hug them and see them occasionally at JCC, and that's really special. And so it's neat just to see this relationship and how it's developed over the time. But I do covet your prayers for this group. You guys know how I feel about what we're doing here in terms of our missions and just my heart for missions. But then also these are friends that uh, I've been in the trenches with and, uh, and have seen them. Uh, they are people that we need to lift up. And so can we do that? Can we just pray for them right now? And then we'll close. We'll be done for the day. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much just for uh, everything that you are. Lord, it's, it's, it's been revealed just by these, uh, these uh, messages, just the character, the heart that you have, the way that you draw us to you. And then, Lord, just what you do, and you do take us through, through difficult things wrapped in your hands. And so, Father, I'm just asking that uh, you would be with uh, Andrew and his team as they prepare to go to Vietnam. Lord, that 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 has a whole host of specifics. Um, Lord, I pray that you would be in the details, that uh, nothing gets missed, that Lord, that uh, 
in every way, Lord, that they bring you glory as they move in this way. And that, Lord, that your stamp of approval will be upon uh, this task. And so, Father, bless them. Uh, bless the rest of the team as they just organize and, and, Lord, work out the timeline. Prepare the hearts of those beautiful Vietnamese yes. that, Lord, you desperately want to, to just catch with a big net. And so, Father, Vietnam for Christ. Um, Lord, do a work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.